0: Are you taking opioids to control pain just to get through the day? Welcome to our series, CGH About Your Health. I'm Aileen Ellis. I'm here today with Dr. Eric Koons, a family medicine doctor at CGH Medical Center, Maine Clinic. This podcast is called Opioids for Pain Management. Dr. Koons, we all know when we feel it, but what is pain?
1: Pain is the body's way of telling you that there's some damage or potential damage ha- is happening. Uh, and it... It alerts you to this and makes you pull your hand away from flame or avoid walking in an injured leg. Um, the pain starts in receptor cells found beneath the skin and, and other organs throughout the body. And when you're injured or sick for other reasons, these receptors send signals along nerve pathways to the spinal cord, uh, and then there's a junction there, and these signals then get transmitted up uh, through the uh, spinal cord into the into the brain. And uh, along the way, sometimes these signals can be suppressed a bit. Uh, we've all heard of people who are, didn't feel much pain when they were in great danger uh, and then felt the pain afterward. And the pain along the way can also be magnified in response to stress or some disorders such as fibromyalgia tend to magnify the pain along the way. Um, typically, you know, once, the, uh, once the danger or, or, or potential injury or injury is healing or gone, uh, this pain starts to you know, get better. There are certain things, you know, sometimes stress, sometimes uh, even medications of certain types can perpetuate that pain a bit. And it's important to work closely with your doctor about you know, managing not only when the pain starts, but uh, managing the the longer term uh, and, and working off the pain medications and how to do that safely.
0: So, how do opioids work when you're in pain and you take them?
1: Well, opioids work primarily in the brain. They work on receptors uh, on the brain cells. When the opioids attach to these receptors, they can block or suppress some of these pain signals, uh, which is definitely, and they are the most potent way to uh, to block more severe pain. And they work very well in the short term. Uh, over the long term, one of the issues with that is your brain tends to compensate by making more pain receptors, which makes the opioids tend to work less well over time or require progressively higher doses, and this can be a danger in long-term use. Separately, opioids can also work some on the pleasure centers of the brain and make you feel good or relaxed. Again, there's also a tolerance that can build up, and sometimes if you're on it for long periods of time, coming down off the opioids can have the opposite effect to make you feel unwell and uh, it's one of the ways that opioids can lead to, to dependence or even addiction over time.
0: So are there different types of opioids?
1: In general, opioids all work in the same way, they vary mostly in, in potency. Some of them are relatively less potent, some of them are highly potent for their various doses. There are also some that are more shorter acting which uh, they work very quickly, but they don't tend to work for very long at any given time. And then there are some that are formulated to be more extended release where they do not work so quickly, but they work for longer periods of time throughout the day.
0: And what are some of the signs that you're in trouble, that you've done a, an overdose?
1: An acute overdose can come up in a couple of different ways. One, you could be confused or disoriented. Um, that's that's one common way. Uh, another way is it affects your drive to breathe. And this can especially be a danger if you have sleep apnea or uh, if if you have issues with COPD or other lung issues, that you, you really depend heavily on that drive to breathe and the opioids can suppress that. So you can end up uh, not breathing well or even stopping breathing. Because uh, unfortunately, although your brain gets used to a lot of the effects of opioids, uh, the, the decrease in the respiratory suppression, not, not as much that an acute overdose over time, Again, some of the coming down off of the opioids can be uh, very, very difficult in the moment and and lead to uh, behaviors that people uh, feel they must have another dose right as the other or soon after the other one's gone, and it can lead them to change behaviors and affect their life in ways to work around the opioids and when that uh, when that starts to happen, we call that opioid use disorder, and we try and work with that very carefully to manage that and and overall work the the way back down. But this has to be done very carefully and with close supervision by a physician.
0: So if you have to take these medications for a long period of time, you've covered some of the risks. Uh, Are there others that we should know about?
1: Constipation is a very common side effect, especially over the longer term. And it can be severe. In fact, I've had patients that have had uh, required surgery because they've they've gotten so blocked up from opioids and constipation, they're unable to move and uh, they've caused damage to the bowels from overt distension and problems with blood flow because of the pressure from that stretching. So that that can be a problem over time. Uh, Again, the longer you use them, in general, the less well they work, Uh, your brain builds more receptors, you need bigger doses and it, uh, it becomes harder and harder to manage the pain. In long-term studies, people who, in general, who are on opioids at one year out have the same average level of pain uh, as if they had not uh, used opioids at all, even for the same chronic pain, but they, they feel a little better when they're, in, when they're on the opioid in the moment and a little worse between doses, but on average, their, their pain levels are not better than people with the same deal of uh, monochronic pain who were not on opioids uh, at one year out.
0: So how do you use opioids safely?
1: The short answer is very carefully and in close concert with your physician. They're really best used in severe short-acting pain um, or in end-of-life situations. There are certain situations that we're, we're stuck with no other Good option, except to use them long term. But this has to be done very carefully. Often you have to spend some time working your way down to kind of reset your tolerance, um, and and then uh, restarting uh, more aggressive dosing. This requires a fair amount of uh, work in close concert with your physician. Generally, this should not just be a maintenance free sort of thing that you're always on the same dose, you know, forever. It should require some active supervision and and uh, in close coordination to make sure it's being done safely and also make sure as you get older that these side effects are not more dangerous, that your lung function is still okay, you're not developing sleep apnea because all those are, are dangers um, that could, you know, potentially be life-threatening if they're not addressed.
0: And what about alternatives? If you're going to get off opioids or you're not going to use them in the first place, what do you recommend?
1: Well, there there's there's a, a large variety and usually dealing with chronic pain like that is a series of trying to manage this in in many uh, many small ways. One of the things that's often overlooked is it's it's really incredibly important to stay stay active and one of the best ways that opioids can be used in the acute rehabilitation phase is to manage the pain well enough that you can be more active and you can work with physical therapy and work in doing core strengthening and exercises that help you be more stable and more functional so that uh, over the long term you don't need as much pain medication. And I I think that's often overlooked and it's incredibly important. I've had several patients that uh, have had very severe long-term pain and were very disabled on high doses of, of opioids. And with a very focused and intensive effort to um, work at getting them stronger and moving again, uh, they've become much more functional and work their way either entirely off uh, opioids or only using it at the limited times when they need to be extra active and, and it allows them to, to do that activity. In the acute phase, there's also there's a lot in the perioperative phase that there's nerve blocks and um, Other uh, medications, even IV Tylenol, as silly as that sounds, seems to have a significant effect uh, if it's used right around the the time of surgery and helping post-operative pain and limiting the amount of narcotics that are necessary after surgery. Um, Over the long term, there are other medications that can be helpful. Some of them were originally developed as anti-seizure medications. Some of them were originally developed as antidepressants, but they have pain-relieving qualities. And often it takes a combination of all these approaches to get adequate pain relief. Um, And people are individuals. And again, sometimes that takes some tinkering with your physician to find the optimal regimen for you. But um, no matter how disabled you are in the moment, uh, focusing on trying to improve your function is really critical to making this... uh, better over the long term and being able to work your way off of some of these medications.
0: Is there anything else you'd like us to know?
1: Certainly opioids are, are very, uh, very big in the news these days. I think there's, you know, as with most things, there's truth on both sides. There there is there are times that opioids have been overused, sometimes with good intentions, sometimes not. Uh, but there's also uh, sometimes the, there's uh, too strong a line drawn that it's, It's never appropriate and you have to get off immediately. I don't think either of those things are are true at the level that they've been advertised in the media, so to speak. But There is uh, some, as with most things, uh, certainly a grain of truth to all of those things. And we need to be very conscious and very active about trying to manage this and being careful with it and investigating every other possible alternative. But there is definitely still a place where opioids still need to be used. And on occasion, over the long term, though, we really strive to find every other alternative than that. And if they have to be used long term, limit the doses, you know, and vary them as, uh, as much as possible to try and limit some of the long term side effects.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Koons, for this good sound advice. Dr. Eric Koons is a family medicine doctor at CGH Medical Center Main Clinic. I'm Aileen Ellis. Thanks for listening to this episode of CGH About Your Health. Head on over to our website at cghmc.com to get connected to one of our providers. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social media channels and be sure to check back soon for our next podcast. Thanks for listening.